Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. I'm sharing today in this session about building capacity. We want to lay the foundation for capacity, what it is, and uh, see how far we get with that this morning. Some of the things that you have done in life and they did not work out. It's not because they were not your assignment. It's not because you were not supposed to do them. In fact, we see a story with Moses in the book of Genesis where Moses was to be Israel's deliverer in terms of leading the charge. But he attempted it in a different way in the initial stage, and it did not work. Not because he wasn't supposed to do it, but it was not yet the time. And I'm saying to you uh, this morning that God is going to create the opportunity for you to revisit some of those situations that you had given up on. Some of those situations that you thought were just done and dusted and over and not going to work anymore. God's about to revisit. And that's scriptural because there was a time when Abraham thought that the promise that God made, made to him and Sarah was going to come through. And when it was, it looked like it wasn't going to happen. They got Hagar involved in the picture and then God revisited on the situation sometime after and said, remember what I told you? And that's when Abraham laughed, Sarah laughed, saying, but you think it can happen at this time, God? God is getting ready to revisit some of you on some situations because Back then, you were not in a place to carry out that assignment. He has been working in you and uh, will continue to work in you to make sure it happens. So maybe you stepped out before you developed the capacity to deliver on those assignments. And those things may have frustrated you because it never worked out. So instead of bringing you joy, they cause you pain. In fact, there's some pastors that have developed high blood pressure on the job. Some are frustrated. Many have quit ministry. And some have even given up on the faith because of the pain that they've experienced in ministry. But many of those pastors, it is not that they did not have the calling. It's not that God never intended them to be pastors or ministers of the gospel. It's not like God never anointed them and all of that. But if you are going to deliver properly on what God has told you, you have to develop the capacity to do it. So we cannot get religious and start 
talking in a way to say, well, God, it's, it's God's thing. God said I should do it, and God will see through. Oh, there are a lot of things that come together to ensure that the package is delivered, that you can deliver well. So when Saul got converted under Damascus rule, Saul was in training for 10 years before God said, the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I have called. Because what Saul was going to do, becoming the leading missionary in the early church, writing about three quarters of the New Testament, it was something that required him being ready. And so this morning, I am saying to you that the key to uh, properly uh, manage moments and build capacity is to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's the best key that I can give you to properly manage moments and to build capacity is to be led by the Holy Spirit. And let me just pause for one moment to say that there is a difference between being led by the Holy Spirit and having heard the voice of God one time. Because not because you've heard the voice of God means that you're being led by the Holy Spirit. You can hear it and it says something to you where you don't follow through. God might work through you one moment. To get something done, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are being led. led. Being led by the Holy Spirit is something that you have to work on every day. So, we want to take the time out to ensure that we go to that place in God where we're led by the Holy Spirit and we can better manage moments. I want to take a few moments out, as I said, and bring some definition to that word capacity, some more definition, and just trust the Lord that by His Spirit, He will rivet in our system what He intended for this session. Capacity. The word capacity comes from a Latin word which is called capacitating. It is one of those words that has different meanings. Capacitating. It's a root for the word capacity. And it has, there are two definitions that go with it that we want to explore for a few moments here. The first is the maximum amount that something can contain. Capacity is the maximum amount that something can contain. Right? So note that, we'll, we'll come back to that and get into that a little bit more. 
Capacity is the maximum amount that something can contain. Secondly, capacity is the amount something can produce. The amount something can produce or the ability to produce. Some other words that are similar in meaning to capacity are words like breath. And breath speaks to extent. It's more of mathematical word and it is one of those words that speaks to capacity. Volume is another word. It speaks to capacity. Size. Both of the word dimension. And there's a word magnitude. There's the word scope. We have extent. We have range. So these words give you a fair idea of what capacity is about. So as we're building capacity, we want to uh, be clear what we're doing, where we're head heading, what we're really working. Let's go back to the first definition that capacity is the maximum amount that something can contain. Now, interestingly, the Bible speaks much about being filled. And sometimes uh, that kind of passes by. But it speaks much about being filled, which really is capacity. When something is filled, remember, capacity is the maximum amount something can contain. So when it is filled, it has the maximum amount it can contain. So being filled is that capacity. And the Bible says things like uh, in Acts chapter 2, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And then they speak with tongues. Paul prayed for the church in Colossae. And he prayed a wonderful prayer that we all pray uh, sometimes. He said, he prayed that they will be filled with the knowledge of his will, of God's will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The Bible uh, speaks about John the Baptist and talks about how he was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. So something that is filled, when something is filled, that means it is ready to produce. When it is filled, it is ready to produce. The next definition on the amount that something uh, can contain. Now, we kind of dovetail both definitions into one and show you capacity in an, another sense. Because the amount that something contains will determine what that thing is able to produce, right? What the thing contains will determine what the thing is able to produce. So both definitions come together. The amount something can produce is determined by uh, what is in the thing, what it contains. 
So, for example, let's say there is a fire truck responding to a fire in an area that there are no hydrants, fire hydrants. And that fire truck has the capacity to, to, to carry 50 gallons of water. And that fire requires 20 gallons of water to put it on. Then we have no problem because the fire truck has the capacity because it contains the amount. It is able to produce the results that is required. It has the capacity to put out that fire. But if you check that on the flip side, the fire truck responds to a fire. It carries 50 gallons. And that particular fire requires 70 gallons to put out. And they responded with only half the capacity of the truck. Then all they can do is do uh, play with that fire really and realize that they're going to be in trouble. Either they have to get back up or something. But if you respond with 50 gallons and it requires 70 or 80 gallons to put out that fire, then you cannot produce the results that are necessary. So that means, as I said, if that fire truck responds with 50 gallons, it has to uh, improve its capacity to deal with that fire. It has to call for backup. So this is why when the gentleman came to Jesus and said, my boy, my son is sick and I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't deal with the situation. Jesus' response was this kind going not out but by prayer and fasting. In other words, you have to improve the amount of gallons you're carrying this time to be able to put out this. Let's read that story in Matthew chapter 17. And uh, we're going to read from verse 14. At the bottom of the mountain, they were met by a crowd of waiting people. As they approached, man came out of the crowd and fell to his knees begging, Master have mercy on my son. He went out of his mind and suffers terror. Falling into seizures. Frequently he's pitched into the fire. Other times into the river. I brought him to your disciples but they could do nothing for him. So Jesus needed to respond to that situation because he's the master now and they know that he is loaded. So he needed to respond to the situation in a meaningful way. He is called upon to do what is required. And you know that there is no shortage when it comes to Jesus. He, he knows what he is doing. He is the Lord of lords and the king of kings. So he knows how to take care of business. Jesus said, what a generation. No sense of God, no focus 
to your lives? How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. He ordered the demon out. And it was out, gone from that moment on the boy as well. So the demon was gone from that moment. When the disciples had Jesus off to themselves, they asked, why couldn't we throw it out? Why couldn't we cast out the demon? Because you're not yet talking or taking God seriously. Jesus said, the simple truth is that if you had a mere kernel of faith, you could say, you could say to this mountain, move, and it would move. There is nothing you wouldn't be able to tackle. And as they were regrouping in Galilee, Jesus told them, the Son of Man is about to be betrayed to some people who want nothing to do with God. They will murder him, and three days later, he will be raised alive. The, the, the disciples felt terrible. And in that moment, it was in that moment, he told them, this kind goeth not out, but by her and fasting. In other words, you have to build your capacity to be able to deliver on this one. Now, one of the lessons that I have learned over time in my life that has blessed me and that has set me free is wrapped up in all of this. Because that lesson is that you cannot give what you don't have. So, even though the Lord called you to do something, if you don't develop the capacity which uh, include uh, being led by the Spirit of God, you will not be able to adequately carry out that assignment. And that is why we're talking about building capacity because there is no two ways. We have no questions. Uh, that you are extremely gifted, but you have to understand that in order to effectively deliver on that gift, in order to become what God intended you to be, you have to build the capacity to deliver on that ability. God wants you to do that. I want to read another portion out of Isaiah chapter 54. It says, Sing, O Barry, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. For a mere moment I have forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather. For this is like the waters of Noah to me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be angry with you or rebuke you. O ye afflicted one, tossed with tempest and not comforted, behold, I will lay stones with, your, with colorful gems and lay your foundations with Safat. 
Let's go on to the next verse. He's going to lay the foundation with suffice. Now, foundation speaks to capacity. Foundation speaks to what you are able to contain. The foundation of the building speaks to how high that building can go. It speaks to the capacity, the weight that can go on that building. So God today is laying your foundation in this season. He said, hey, I'm working with you to strengthen your foundation so that you can deliver, that the structure that you need to build, that what, what needs to go up in your life can be accommodated. It is all of us that have to work with God to build the capacity. Let me go back to that definition about what something capacity being the maximum amount that something can contain. You know, in Kingston, Jamaica, there is a dam called the Lamone Dam, and it supplies most of the Kingston area and even a little bit outside with water. It is our main dam. It collects water and supplies water. It's one of our main dams here in Jamaica. Now, sometimes that dam has silt in it, and the people who manage it have said Sometimes it is occupied with 15 to 18 percent sediment. So, whenever it is said to be filled, it is not really filled with 100 percent water. It has about 85 percent water because other things are occupying the space. The point I want to make to you is that the fact that it is not filled with 100% water that compromises its ability to impact at full capacity. In other words, to be able to serve the way it is intended to serve. It was built to serve because it doesn't have that capacity. So guess what? Um, because of that silt in there, still, some people suffer log-offs and all that kind of stuff because it is not filled with what other things are inside of that space. A part of the process of building capacity for kingdom impact is to make sure that you are filled with the right stuff. Sometimes the things that are inside of people, some of the things that make up uh, you being filled are not of God and it compromises your ability, what you're able to produce. So that is why the Bible, the scripture comes to us in like Colossians and said, put 
put away malice, put away anger, put away this, because when those are inside you, although the presence of the Lord is there, it still compromises what you're able to do. That is why it is important to bear the fruit of the Spirit for you to impact for God at capacity. You have to be filled with the right stuff. The scripture talks about putting off the old man and his deeds. You would be amazed at how some people would worship in the high heavens in this moment and then malice in the next moment. That means you compromise your ability to produce. So, you know, when we sing songs like, fill my life with your presence the way you want to, that means we have to clear out the space. It's a part of building capacity. Repentance, that is why asking forgiveness, that is why fasting, spending time with God is a part of the capacity building because you in your own strength cannot so you can be filled with the spirit of God. I am telling you that if you are filled with the things of God, people will have to respond. You want it, but if the Spirit of God is working inside of you, if you are filled with the kingdom stuff, you are going to be able to impact that capacity. So he says, put away all those things that are taking up space that belongs to the Spirit of God. What you're filled with will determine the kind of impact that you are going to make. Interestingly, in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says that every imagination of the thought of man was evil continually. Which means, it, what it is saying is that the people were filled with evil. God saw that. He knew that they don't know how to repair evil. And I believe that Sodom and Gomorrah was the same uh, way. Just like in Genesis chapter 6, God saw that the place was filled with evil. And I believe, I really believe that as Abraham negotiated with God, saying, if I find, if you find 50 people there, would you destroy the city? God said, no. They came down, were negotiating, and when they got to 10, Abraham said, if you find 10 there, will you destroy the city? And God said, no. And it is my belief that God has said to Abraham, do you want to go further? And Abraham realized that he couldn't go any further. The place was filled with evil. And so the evil was going to cause the judgment of God. Now, think about it. Four people, when the angels decided to pull Lot and his family out of the city, there were four people, Lot, his wife, and his two daughters. 
just thinking about it. Well, the wife probably yeah, wouldn't make it because you see what happened in terms of John to God. The daughters, based on what they did, don't know if they could stand up to righteousness either, to be counted. The only man that you can be sure that probably was there was Lot. Like in Genesis, when Noah was the man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What I'm saying is that what something contained the spirit, talking about the spirit of God. It talks about how Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost, minister. The important thing now is what are you filled Because that will determine what you are able to produce. After, on the day of Pentecost, when the people saw Peter and the other disciples speaking in tongues and they said, they're drunk. This is what Peter said to them. He said, hey, we're not drunk as you suppose. You know, when you're drunk, that means you're filled with something else. Something else is dominating you. We're filled with the Spirit of God. It is developed over time. It is never an overnight or one-time experience. Capacity has to be built. So building capacity requires will and requires effort in the right places. It's not just effort, it requires effort in the right places. Building capacity requires will. You have to want to do it because sometimes it's going to take sacrifices. It's going to take pain. It's going to uh, take changes. It's going to require changes that are uncomfortable. So you have to want it. It requires will. That is why Paul said, I will forget those things which are there. Capacity requires will. How many of you have ever done anything in your life that summoned your will? If your will never kicked in at a certain level, it wouldn't have happened. Whether it was a course while you were working, or whether it was um, a training to get a particular job, it required your will. Capacity requires will. You have to want it. You have to be committed to it. You have to be sold on it that we, I, am going to get this thing done. And it requires effort in the right places. Kingdom capacity requires effort in the right places. So it requires effort in your commitment to the word of God. It requires effort in your prayer life. All of us can find excuses why we can't build capacity. I really don't have the time. When I would ask, what is it that you are doing that you don't have the time to build your capacity to be better? What are you busy with? That's something you have to stop and ask yourself sometimes. 
when you find yourself busy. What am I busy with? Am I busy with Babylon's work? Am I busy with other people's business? Am I, am I busy with what the president should be taking care of? What are you busy with? Capacity, building capacity is going to require effort in the right places. And you have to summon that commitment and that will to make it happen. God is depending on you to do. You know, the foundation of real capacity building is laws and principles. We're going to pick up on this next time. When Joshua was required to build his capacity to lead Israel, God said to him, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore, arise. That word arise carries a lot. Arise. Didn't mean just wake up in terms of out of your bed. But arise. You have to get yourself to the position. It means build your capacity. It means uh, do what is required. Respond to this situation. Arise, because you're going to take the children of Israel across the Jordan. You're the new leader, sir. <laughs> God told him at that time, this book of the law shall not depart out of that book. God gave him the law, the book of the law, the principles of the kingdom of God to build himself, to align himself so that he could carry out the assignment of leading Israel. When Joshua was to lead, God gave him the book of the law. The foundation of capacity building is laws and principles. Anywhere you're going to get in life in terms of improvement, if you're going to get better, you have to align yourself with a principle or principles that can take you there. In it, whether it is in the secular world or in the kingdom of God, that is how you improve. We'll get into that later on, as I said next week. But the foundation of capacity building, real capacity building, is laws and principles. Because sometimes people are determined. But if you don't have something that you're determined around, if you don't have something that you're determined about, then that determination will go in the wrong place. And remember that building capacity requires your effort in the right places. Today, I want to challenge you. I want to beg of you. I want to encourage you to let us build personal, individual capacity. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com 
or follow us on Instagram at FCF Mobay and on Facebook at FCF Montego Bay.